So I think it is that element of giving ourselves that chance, as we talked about before, to make sure that we are kind of being a bit more agile and going, right, is this still working for me? Okay, how do, I, how do I lean into it a bit more so that we're not just either doing things for the sake of doing things, even if it's not working and, you yes. know, then that's just kind of like the madness, but also yeah. recognizing that we don't jump too quickly just because we might be a bit bored or we, over, we, we, we come across the first obstacle. It's about how do we really connect with what we're doing? Hello, welcome back to another episode of Unlocked, the podcast to help inspire success in your business and your life. Presented by me, Ricky Locke. In this episode, I talk to the amazing Osman Sharif about where to put your energy in your business and how to find your true superpower. For anybody out there right now who's feeling a little bit stuck, then this is the episode for you, as Osman will help you understand how to get out your way. Don't forget to check out the show notes at the end of this episode where you can take Osman's free quiz that will help you understand the design and strategy and mindset of running your business. Also, I'm giving away my free ebook, How to Create Awesome Videos with a Smartphone. For any listeners out there who wants to improve their video confidence and create amazing videos for their clients or even to sell products, then this ebook will help you from setting up from scratch and some free tips and simple ideas from lighting, from audio, even how to speak on camera. This is the ebook for you, and you can check that out in the show notes. As always, don't forget to rate and leave a little review. Let me know what you think about this episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when every single episode, every Wednesday, will be out. Enjoy the episode. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Unlocked, the Ricky Lock podcast. And today we have a very exciting guest, uh, someone that I've been talking to over the last couple of weeks. I'm really excited for this chat. And it is the amazing Osman Sharif. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this chat because I think I will credit here to Scott Leeper and the team at Cognitize because I watched a really cool presentation from yourself about flow. The people listening, they're not really going to understand this at the minute, but I have a drawing of a potato, (laughs) which uh, I've still got to this day, which sits on my desk while they're listening right now. They might not really understand what that means. So maybe you can share that in a second of what that's about. But welcome to the show. And um, yeah, for everybody listening, tell them who you are. Perfect. Well, I'm Osman Sharif. I am from Glasgow and I am a business and performance and a mindset coach. And I typically work with ex-corporate professionals and turned business owners. And I basically help them to get out of their way to grow their business. So I absolutely love what I do. I love making life easier for us human beings. And um, yeah, definitely kind of helping us to think about, well, where are we the worst enemies often? when it comes to growing our business, but also generally in life as well. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's something that's really relative right now, isn't it? And, and that certain phrase of uh, getting out of your way, I think I've certainly been stuck um, yeah. at times. And um, some of the strategies that you incorporate in your business really helps businesses get through that. Yeah. So I, I guess one of the exciting things, we have quite a similar background uh, in a, a retail and then a corporate world. So tell us how you kind of got into being, being a coach and a mindset trainer. Yeah, so I was one of these guys that always thought there was a a straight path. You did your kind of schooling, you went to university, (laughs) you got a graduate job, you climbed the corporate ladder. 
And that's a path that I was on. So I graduated, did business and management, and then I got uh, onto the Marks and Spencer's graduate program. I always loved working with people. So even from my, you know, um, part-time jobs, I worked in Sainsbury's as a um, super advisor uh, for checkouts. Absolutely loved that whole kind of working with people. And then I thought, HR, that's a role where you could really help people. How far <laughs> wrong was that though? Because <laughs> it was good on one hand because you got to help focus on people. But my, my job was very much focused around disciplinaries, grievance, absence, all the parts yeah. that I didn't really love. So I managed to really maneuver myself into becoming the regional training manager for Marks and Spencer's then in Manchester. And that was one of those first times where I thought, oh, I love what I get to do because it's all about training, focus, development, and just getting the best out of people. I also got one of those moments then when I thought, is this it? And I'd worked in retail for, for many years, all the way through kind of part-time jobs. And then I thought I wanted to break out of the industry. And then long story short, I moved to the banking industry, fulfilled the dream to go and live and work in the big smoke of London. <laughs> and um, at that point, I was able to go on training courses. And the great thing was we had a budget and we were able to basically put any business case for forward. And I wanted to go on an NLP course, Neuro Linguistic Programming, for those that might not know what it is. And I went on that course and, you know, it was one of those moments where I was going, I'm meant to be here on this mm -hmm. particular course because I've always been about helping people and I've always done that in jobs. But on reflection, sometimes it was about talking and talking and talking. So I have been coaching over the years, but when I came across NLP, it was like this magical toolkit where phobias were going really quickly confidence levels were you know shooting through the roof and I went this is what I actually want to do I want to help people to you know effectively get transformations and do it in a really quick way so I then had that crossroads because I thought well what do I want to do do I keep climbing that corporate ladder because I actually enjoyed being part of a team and being part of that larger kind of you know organization and then I went on to do the next level of my NLP and during that week I actually got offered a promotion on what I thought was my ideal job, but there was this niggle, Ricky going, no, 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 man, you need to do something that <laughs> yeah. really is calling you. So instead of actually accepting that job, I basically quit my job the next day. Cool. And that was over 13 years ago. And then I started being, going up and down the country, teaching a lot of NLP courses. And over the years, you know, many different iterations, but ultimately it's all been about coaching individuals. And then, you know, recently it's been about business owners over the last five, six years particularly. And it's just about how do we use all these amazing tools that we have that many people don't know that they are at our disposal, but how do we help ourselves and our minds to get out of our way? Definitely, yeah. I love that phrase that you said, is this it? Is this I it? think <laughs> this can absolutely echo with a lot of people. I've certainly felt that. I think especially with this year, um, we won't drop the C-bomb. Yeah, uh, I know that everybody talks about it. But I've certainly felt like that, definitely in, in terms of a career, thinking, is this the natural path? And that yeah. same kind of thing I was kind of led into, you kind of work to a, a team leader role, then you go to yeah. a, a managerial role. And then there's not really that many paths of where to take. And I think especially as well, going back to my early days into school, you kind of, you're not really kind of taught anything outside of that. You know, yeah. I think when I was younger, it was definitely go to school, get a job, get some money. And that's pretty much it. You know, so Absolutely. everything out of that 
it's kind of, it's weird, isn't it? It's kind of like a purpose and like yourself, you've, you've found that you found what you were looking for. And now you're, you're repaying it back by helping businesses get out of their way. Definitely. And I was even reflecting upon that. So in terms of how we can be so closed minded and what we can do, because even like I did a business and management degree, but all the way through it, my whole focus was still about how do we use this back in the large corporate world? There was no real focus even during that degree for me personally to go, well, could I do that in more of an entrepreneurial way? Um, but it just gets to gets us to realize actually how much we can be conditioned and then not see some of the opportunities or the potential stuff that literally could be there if we gave it a yeah. chance as well. Definitely. Yeah. It can be a very black and white world, can't it, of, of where yeah. to go and what to do. Definitely. I was a similar thing where I, uh, I was very grateful to get that opportunity to become a regional development coach. And it's only then when I started to open my eyes thinking, wow, th- th- there's so much more potential of what yeah. I could do and how many people that I can help. So I, I love that. I love that phrase. Is this it? Yeah. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. So I guess then uh, in terms of get out your way, the thing we should say is that Osman has a podcast as well called get out your way. And this is uh, where I kind of heard about from Cognitize. So I guess in terms of rapid transformation, which is your uh, company. Yeah. Um, so what is it that you're predominantly working on right now and what are you helping people with? So basically to sum up for me, it's about, I see so many, you know, ex-corporate professionals, they take this leap of faith. They start their own business, but what they don't actually do is that transition in an effective way. So they can still be trying to grow their business, but they're doing it very much like an employee still and not actually owning the, right, I'm the boss. I get to decide to do things in my way. So for me, it's all about, you know, helping support those professionals that had really good careers to also have equally great businesses and to surpass that as well. So I've always been really curious to go, what's that, that, that secret sauce that makes, you know, one type of business owner really excel compared to others that go down the kind of the harder route. And first of all, you know, naively, I thought it's all just about, you know, mindset and motivation. And, but then what I'd find is, you know, I'd help people to get really motivated, get rid of, you know, emotional baggage and blocks and they'd be feeling great, but they would still go around in circles slightly. And then I'd go, hold on, what, what are we not addressing? And then I'd work on, right, well, what do we want to make happen? And then people are really super clear. They've got the, the goals and the vision. But then sometimes it was their motivation or the mindset that was getting in their way. So I kind of quickly realized that actually it's more of a kind of, you know, three-pronged attack that we need to do. So that's kind of where I kind of developed the, what I call the rapid transformation formula. And when we focus on these three areas, it applies in business, but also applies in careers and in life. It really allows you to focus on how do we get the best chances of success? So for me, the first part is the design. So what are you actually wanting to make happen? How does that fit in with your values so that it's really important to you because that's what helps you to be consistently motivated? How does it fit into specific goals? How does it fit into your personality? And do you have that really clear vision? And without that, that's kind of where a lot of times we're trying to, well, we're taking action, but we're just doing it like throwing jelly at the wall and hoping that something would stick. Yeah, um, so that's definitely. the first part. And do you resonate with that, Ricky? If you don't have that design, Absolutely. then yeah. you just make life harder than it needs to be. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting to, to continually review your goals as well, because, yeah. you know, like I, I have, a, I'm a very visual guy. So yeah. in, in terms of my personality traits and, how I learn um, in kind of like the VARC um, 
you know, analogy, I'm very visual. So yeah. I have them right in front of me, in front of this camera right now. But it's interesting, I'm looking at them now, even thinking, well, although the circumstances have completely changed the direction yeah. of this business this year, I should have probably reviewed those a few months ago. Or, you know, what is that measure of success? Is that still a relevant goal? Yeah. And I, I do wonder myself if people are doing this as well, or um, probably like myself, are we just kind of, apologies for the phrase, but pissing in the wind kind of thing, just yeah. hoping for things to happen. So yeah, Definitely. totally agree with that. And, and I think a lot of times it is that having that understanding that, you know, we make decisions of where we want to go, but we can, we can alter that journey and we can upgrade and update our goals and our design. And that's absolutely natural and that's normal. So you know, as I say, for me, it's about helping business owners particularly to get really clear with that design. And then the second part is about how do we give them as much strength as possible from a mindset perspective. And a lot of that's about, you know, getting rid of those limiting beliefs and, you know, attitudes and the things that are holding them back where it's like they're, they're driving forward, but they've got one foot on the brake as well. And it could feel a bit like, oh, start, <laughs> yeah. stop, start, stop. Um, and then the third component for me, because... It's not just about, you know, hey, visualize it and be positive and it'll all happen for me. It is then about what are you actually then doing, the actions that you're taking. And for me, that's where the third part of the, the formula comes in. It's the strategies to go. Are you actually also following the plan or the game that actually helps you use your, what I call your entrepreneurial superpowers to recognize that you can actually do it in a way that suits you best even if there's other people in a similar industry or in your industry doing things in completely different ways. So do it in a way that actually plays to your strengths really. Yeah, that's a really good point. I remember when I first started my business, you're very easily led by yeah. peers about how they've done it. And they're telling you that this is the way, but it doesn't always work like that. You know, we're yeah. all different people, aren't we? And I learn in different ways and I'm very much a, um, a go out there, do it, fail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, fail fast move forward as they sometimes say but I learned from that experience but sometimes someone else's approach might not necessarily work for me and I, I, I see this a lot in Facebook forums and groups yeah. that memberships people belong to it's very much led by a certain person and they say that this is what you need to do yeah but you know and um, you can easily get sidetracked from that but I like that you um, in terms of the business you will help people understand that and give them those tips that will kind of get them in that well get out of your way really isn't yeah. it that's the phrase yeah great and yeah. so i guess then in terms of this year being uh the year that it is what kind of things have you seen that have been blocking people getting stuck in their journey to success for me a lot of it has been around mindset perspectives okay so the way i kind of think about this is absolutely in reality you know even with some of my clients their industries, their environments have significantly been impacted in terms of the way that they deliver. But a lot of times when we actually look at it, it's down to what's, what's going through our minds that actually can make us go, right, how do we pivot? How do we focus on what we can control rather than actually then go, oh, you know, the game's over, for example. Yeah. Um, and I have seen a lot of people, you know, coining the term catastrophizing things. Do you know I mean? So, yeah. Yes, things have to be adjusted, but they then kind of went to the other extreme. And that could be really, you know, debilitating and it can make us go, what can I actually do? So it is just about recognizing the stories that are going through our minds, but also working in a bit more of an agile way. And that's for, for me, like I work with my clients in 90 day sprints because I really like the fact that it gives us the action to, you know, 
really focus on something that will help move things forward. But it gives us that vitality and that freshness, like, you know, New Year's resolutions where you kind of go, right, what's next? Well, we get to do that at least four times during the year. And it stops us from actually trying to think we have to have everything completely figured out because for me, it's a, right, well, what's my best thinking about this next 90 days? Absolutely. I help people and I understand like, you know, what's their bigger, bigger vision so that we know generally where we're, we're moving towards, but it gives us that chance to go, right, well, what's the best things that I can do to help myself or my business move forward during that period of time? And that's kind of where if you work more agile, it's been about, well, okay, well, that particular product or service might not be the right fit for the marketplace right now, but what can it actually do? And a lot of my clients have actually been really excelling in this period of time because they have taken a bit of a step back to go, where are we? But then their mindset's kicked in and then they've redesigned things. Um, but then the strategies have been about, right, how do we move things forward as well? So it is just about the way that we, we look a lot of times at situations, but then how we act upon it from my thoughts. Yeah, it's really nice. I, I love that thing with the, uh, the new year. I think a lot of people sometimes will put things off till it's like a yeah. Monday or, or next month we'll do it. But that 90 day also gives you that deadline as well, doesn't it? And yeah. something we were talking about before this was that um, the, the quiz that I did, which talks about procrastination, you know, I've massively suffered this year in terms of the business because ironically, I've been building this business up for so many years now given that golden opportunity to go out there, you know, yeah. full time, do what I want to do and create side businesses. And then with everything taken away, you're given like three or four months of lockdown when there's absolutely so much time I could grow that business. And it's almost like I don't have a deadline. So yeah. I kind of procrastinate and think, well, I could do that, but I, I don't want to. And I love the idea that you're in intensifying it by giving you that time. And the idea that you were saying, yeah, echoes very similar to some of the stuff that we were talking about in the, the last couple of episodes about mental toughness through all of this. Yeah. You know, this is about understanding that whatever it is happened has happened. Let's learn from this. Let's move forward. Do you think that the motivation, there's a, a motivation thing that lies in this? Because I know that one of the things that I've tried to do was online shows, which was great. Yeah. But then there's this part of you that thinks, ah, oh, you know, I, I really should pivot or do, or do this maybe or do something different but because there's no kind of clarity or end goal, you don't feel motivated to do it. So do you see a lot of that? I do, and I think this goes back down to the, the design element for me, okay? Because there's so many things that we could do, right? And, and the amount of times that I'm chatting to, to peers as well that says, oh, why don't you do this? Or you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. That's a great idea in my <laughs> yeah. industry. But if it actually doesn't, fit with okay what my design is or what my aspirations are in that way it could be a good idea for someone but not necessarily for for you and yeah. that's kind of where actually just by having a, a conversation with yourself often and going right that is a good idea is there ways that i could potentially take elements of that to be able to to move things forward then that's great but not necessarily being able to go or, or or thinking that you have to just go from one extreme to the other just because that's what people are doing or that's what you could do as well so yeah you know and that's kind of where i do see people that went you know i could completely do everything online but it doesn't necessarily fit with what they want to make happen and that's yeah. great that they recognize that but then for others it's like, a, I've actually wanted to do this for a while, but always something's got in the way, but this has given them an opportunity to go, 
hold on, how can I actually move that in my business yeah. as long as it's still aligned to their values and stuff as well? It's exactly what you said, because just thinking about this now, about kind of getting stuck and getting out of your way, doing online shows for me was because that's what everybody else was doing. And you're yeah. led into that path because it's the natural path and this is what it's doing. But even over the last couple of months, I'm now starting to open my eyes thinking, well, maybe there's other things that I could do. I don't necessarily need to do maybe an online show. I could yeah. use my skills to probably teach people how to present, speak, or do those kinds yeah. of things that you have. But because your perception is led by what other people, that's how you get stuck, isn't it? And then like, like me, like I just, I've answered my own question now, haven't I, to you yeah. <laughs> about how I'm not motivated now to do it because I'm probably not seeing the results. But yeah. like you said, I probably should have gone back and thought, well, does this fit with my values? Does it fit with where I'm wanting to go probably longer term yeah. rather than short term? And if I'd have probably reflected, then maybe I probably should have done something different. And the key thing is, it's about us recognizing and giving ourselves that chance to go, okay, what can we do? But also recognizing that we get to change things if they're not working for us. I'll give you one example of that. So again, in my world, there's many ways that you can help business owners as a coach. There's one-to-one coaching clients, which I still do and I absolutely love. Um, whereas there's others in my industry that are like, oh, you know, that's not time leveraged. It should be all, you know, massive group stuff or all online courses. But I know that I still love actually working with people and going, right, let's get into the nitty gritty, uh, what, what we need to do for you. But a few years ago, I did launch a, a monthly membership type of group and it was going well, but there was just something that still wasn't really gelling with me. And when I really was honest with myself and I looked at, well, why am I doing it? And a lot of it was down to, well, it was the good thing to do, or you mm-hmm. should do that in my industry. But I was actually getting really frustrated because it was this ongoing thing. It meant that some people were, you know, coming and talking about the same thing month on month in and out. And I'm going, are you really making a difference? But whereas <laughs> if it was a one-to-one, I'd be like saying to them, I'd be like, right, hold on a second. I mean, so I was doing it in a gentle way. Um, but also there was this like ongoingness of it that actually wasn't really helping either. So I took that decision to go, yes, it was profitable. It was, you know, adding value in a way, but I went, no, 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 let's stop that. And actually that's when I then changed and I now do 90 day masterminds because what that then does is it gives everybody that element of, right, you're in this group for a reason. Okay. Mm. It keeps us really focused. It allows us to kind of have a start and an end point as well. And it means that we are, we are all kind of helping people on that journey uh, during that period of time. And that's worked really, really well for me as well. So I'm just sharing that because, you know, on one hand, you might look at the other model and go, that makes more sense. It's, you know, leveraged. But if it's not right for you, then what's the point? Absolutely. Yeah, great advice. Well, I love this. And um, one of the things that I wanted to chat to you about, you've mentioned in one of your podcast episodes, and you mentioned it on the Cognitize Connect uh, when you did your fantastic presentation was about personality typing and finding your superhero. And it's something that I completely resonate with. And in the last five days, I've recently attended a course, which was a speaker course. Really great, great five days. Actually in real life as well, which was in a real training room, which was, oh my God, it's not Zoom, it's not virtual. But I certainly felt like um, I didn't have my superpower at some point because as I shared with you before this, I was going up on stage and speaking and it was great. You know, I was still doing and delivering the value that I always deliver, but because I wasn't wearing like my, my suit, like <laughs> I do when I perform, it didn't feel like I naturally do. And I love this idea that you shared about 
finding your alter ego. So for anybody listening right now, what, what does this mean about finding your superpower? Yeah, well, there's two angles on it. So there's one where um, a great guy called Todd Herman, he talks about it in terms of the alter ego effect. And that's very much like, from an NLP point of view, it's like a, an anchor effectively. So it's like a, when you do something, it gets you in that zone to go, this is who I am. You know, what did I do to kind of step up? And that could be really simple for you. It could be what you wear. It could be, you know, listen to a piece of music before we start to do certain things. So I know, for example, when I'm doing more of a corporate type of you know, event, I kind of am more kind of, you know, shirt. I don't wear ties. I've not worn a tie for work for <laughs> years, right? But I then know, okay, that's a man showing up in that way. Whereas then when I'm working with other clients, I'm going, well, actually, how am I showing up in that sense? So we can have you know, different things that help us to kind of, you know, suit up or get ourselves into that state. So that's one perspective of it. The perspective that I, you know, bang on about even more is around if we can understand what our superpower is, that's bringing in a combination of our personality, our talents, and what then actually gets us into flow. And flow is just that word where, you know, things are easy for us. It's more natural, it just feels like we could do it for hours and hours and time just, you know, flies in a really positive way. As I said before, my background was in HR and L&D. So there's so many personality tests out there. And I've done yeah. probably most of them, right? And, <laughs> yeah. um, and they're all great. They tell you colors or, or letters, etc. And it was about, so I've been in business now for like 13 years. So I think it's been about 11 years or so where, you know, uh, a colleague said to me, talked about wealth dynamics as a profile tool. And I was like, oh, I've done these things before. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, no, 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 really do it. And, and I did it. And what it basically showed me, it was one of the only tools that really kind of are geared towards business owners rather than just, mm -hmm. you know, corporate stuff. And it showed me that there's eight different types of um, entrepreneurs. I call it your entrepreneurial superpower. And it then allows you to recognize, well, are you more like a creator or a star? Or in my case, I'm a trader. And obviously, these all sound like labels. But ultimately, it gives you that chance to go, well, you, with your superpower, you have a unique way of doing things, all the way from how you market yourself, how you, you, know, you deliver things, how you connect or collaborate with people. But if you're trying to do it in a different way, that would be like you know, Batman trying to use superman's um you know or superwoman's um, superpowers it just yeah, doesn't yeah. work right yeah. so that's <laughs> right, why that for good. me but for me whenever i work with any client the first thing that we do is and even in my masterminds everybody does the wealth dynamics profile test right and i honestly believe if you're a business owner it's just it's essential because it then just gives you that element of going okay am i actually leaning into my superpower as much as i can but also how do I recognize where some of my kryptonite might be? Mm. And that doesn't mean that you don't do certain things because let's say, for example, you might go, I'm not great with numbers and detail. Well, you might still have to do things like your taxis, et cetera, but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean that you have to do it. So it's not an excuse for you know, inexcusable behavior, but it means that you can go, let's make sure I don't you know, spend the majority of my time doing that. Or how can I get someone else who actually has that superpower to come in and make that easier for myself as well. So Definitely. it was a real game changer for me, Ricky, because mm -hmm. I think before that, even when I was running my business, I was very much probably influenced too much by those that were creators and stars, which are the opposite profiles for me. And it just didn't feel like 
it was really me doing me. And then when I recognized I'm a trader, I was going, ah, okay, well, what does that mean in terms of my approaches or my strategies? And since then, it's been a huge, huge influence for me to say, yes, I'm doing more of that. And no, I'm not doing that as well. Definitely. Yeah. And, and hence stuck, you know, getting stuck yeah. because you can just wrap yourself up with all the, the tasks that you know. I, I remember, I can't remember who it was now. I think it was James Sinclair that talks about these high value tasks and these low value tasks. And sometimes you can get stuck into, you know, like admin, 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 admin. But if yeah. that's like you said, not one of your, your main preferences, why are you spending all that time doing it? Where like you uh, going to say, um, you could probably outsource it maybe or yeah. get another team member to do that for you. Yeah, I, I love that. I've, I'm the same with you working in that kind of L&D world. Myers-Briggs, uh, yeah. Insights, uh, Emogenetics, I love them all. It's kind of like a preference, isn't it? You know, I know that where you can put your energy into and hence getting stuck. You know, if I'm yeah. going to put my energy into where I like doing, for me, it's probably, I haven't done the, uh, the Wealth Dynamics, but I'm, it's probably going to be like a creator. I like creating stuff. I'm very visual yeah. very um presenter mode that kind of thing so admin and stuff like that you know it's not yeah. really my cup of tea so why should i Absolutely. waste all my time doing it you know definitely but also for me it allows us to recognize that that there are different things that we have to do for our business okay so yeah. i typically work a lot with you know creators and stars in that way where they're so visionary they're so great at starting things and making things happen but the things that frustrate me then is that they don't actually necessarily see their ideas truly come alive and that's not because it's not necessarily a good idea or it's not been executed well it's because they've actually just got really bored and then they went on to something else so it's like they planted a few seeds here started it and then they go oh done what's next what's next so a lot of but whereas my superpower is very much more my grounded person it's more of a right how are we going to make that happen and what you know good sense of timing in that way so a lot of times it's about going right, let's use your superpower, but then also recognize where there'll be certain stages of your business where it's absolutely okay for you not to be dominated by that. So let's say, for example, a creator, they're always great with brand new ideas, but once that idea is kind of, you know, created, then we want to make sure that then, you know, we get into the delivery, the execution of it, and you don't have to do the whole thing, but it means that you then go, right, actually it's going to give me a chance to see that idea really materialize and make the impact as well definitely and do you think this is why we see um they say don't they it's the first five years why businesses don't survive do you think that people too many times uh, are just putting on the hats all the time but not really passing that hat to somebody else that could do it Uh, like you said i might have to wear that hat today which is yeah tax and accountants but maybe i could pass that around or or you know share that hat with someone else in a way definitely an element of that from my experience and it's also then about you know are we really getting clear about what what we're doing that is working but also what's not working as well so there are certain types of personalities and and you know um superheroes as i talk to them you know superpowers <laughs> it gives you that chance to go well you know how quickly do we adapt how quickly do we pivot uh, how risk averse are we I've had somebody that literally um, I was coaching last year at start last year. And before they came, you know, came to me, they were like, Oh, I really need to make this business work. And I'm like, what's driving it? Because that's what, why I left the corporate world to, to make happen. And they've been trying to make this business happen for, it was 10 plus years. 
but actually they were just still so dogmatic around I set my mind to it, I need to make it happen. But when we really dug down, it was like a it was the idea was so expired. I mean, and even it wasn't motivating them anymore. So I think it is that element of giving ourselves that chance, as we talked about before, to make sure that we are kind of being a bit more agile and going, right, is this still working for me? Okay, how do how do lean into it a bit more so that we're not just either doing things for the sake of doing things, even if it's not working and, you yes. know, then that's just kind of like the madness, but also yeah. recognizing that we don't jump too quickly just because we might be a bit bored or we, over, we, we, we come across the first obstacle. It's about how do we really connect with what we're doing? Absolutely. This just brings to life the phrase that I used to use a lot when we were teaching a lot of growth and fixed mindset, which was yeah. the definition of insanity by yeah. Einstein, you know, doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. And you can certainly see that right now. I, I felt that back in April. I was sitting there downstairs in the dining room going, why am I getting uh, bookings, you know, to, yeah. to, to book me? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, there is, there is a pandemic going out there. But yeah. I was so used to just doing um, like wedding fairs, yeah. which was in person. And I had to just sit down and think, okay, that result, you know, that, that's not going to get me the results anymore. So I need to do something a little bit different. And like you said, I think there's probably a lot of businesses out there that are still hung up or clung to the the idea of this is how i started it so this is how i'm yeah. going to carry on but actually take some time to go back and reflect is that idea actually working and i bet you know so many businesses out there right now especially um controversial uh, in, in the wedding industry there was a um a very sad video that came out the other day from the government that the government mentioned that the wedding industry is not a viable business and they said in parliament that they need to get better jobs, which didn't go down very well, obviously, uh, in the wedding industry. But I think there's a lot of people out there right now that there is probably so much opportunity for them. Yeah. Um, and they might need to just go back, maybe, like you said, and reflect and look at what was that driving force to get to where they need to go. Yeah. Definitely. And, and that, that comes down to, you know, the, the design part of it, but also even sometimes the strategies part of it as well. So, for example, you know, I see so many people, and again, it comes down to your different superpowers, where they might go, oh, all my marketing now needs to be a certain way, i.e. it has to be all social media. I know that's a very generalized thing. And I'm going, absolutely, I love social media and I'm, I'm, I use it a lot. But then when you actually get down to it, I'm going, what's your goal? Is your goal to, for example, be this big name, this big influencer, or is your goal to actually get X amount of clients that you can help and make an impact on? And when we get down to that level of honesty in that conversation, it then allows you to go, well, you know, if that's your goal, let's say for you, it's like booking, you know, X amount of wedding events, right? You might go, there could be easier ways for me to actually make that happen. I could actually just pick up the phone old school, speak mm-hmm. to some of the people that have actually seen me in action before to say, hey, this is what's happening. Do you mean, this is what I'm loving to do, you know, yeah. and do you know anybody? And, and it's like, I mean to say this in a nice way, but actually sometimes people forget that old school stuff can mm. work really, really well. And yeah. then they're so blinkered and go, it has to be a certain way. But actually it's about, well, what can we do that actually makes life easier for us, but also could be more natural as well? 100%. Absolutely. So a great point then would be then for anybody that's uh, in their business right now, as this podcast is all about helping people to create more success in their life and to be the best version of themselves what tips would you recommend to anyone right now who, who may be feeling stuck? Um, you can plug your business at this point if you want to, um, but if they are feeling stuck and um, you know, they need to get past that barrier, what would you recommend right now? Perfect. So I think the first thing is to 
really recognized where you're getting stuck on. So I talked about the rapid transformation formula. Um, I've got a free quiz. So if you go to rapidtransformation.co.uk, right at the front of that homepage, there's a quiz that you could do in less than two minutes. And what that allows you to do is it gets you to see, well, how strong is your design? How strong is your mindset or how strong is your strategies? Or how weak are those areas, right? And it might be a whole combination. And the reason why I suggest that as the first step is because, again, I see so many people, they go, right, I need to go and learn X, Y, and Z, and they try and fix the strategy. But actually, it's not the strategy that needs fixed, fix. It's the mindset or it's the design. So if you figure that part out, first of all, to go, right, where do I need to put my time and attention on? And it might be just a small fine tune. It might be strengthening some of those scores or those foundations, or it might be a chance to go, I get to overhaul or upgrade these as well. So that then allows us to be able to go, right, what's going to be the game changer for me? And then we can then dive into the, right, okay, if it's a mindset stuff, what's going on here? What's the stories am I telling? Paying attention to, you know, the, the internal dialogue and the words I'm using and the way that I'm seeing things. And it allows us to then be able to go, right, actually, that's what I can change. It might be the strategies. It might be a case of, right, I need to find out what my superpower is, do the wealth dynamics profile. Again, you can find out details about that on my website. But then that gives you that chance to say, well, am I actually using those strategies in a way that would get more flow for me and my business? So Love that. Does that help and answer that? So it's that about figuring out, <laughs> figuring out what, what needs to be fixed before trying to fix it, really. Yeah, absolutely great advice. And I have to say this because I actually did the quiz about half hour before we uh, started this call. And it was really simple. It was about, it took me about a minute and a half. Really good. Yeah. Probably about 15 questions, something like that. The email that you get straight back is, is fantastic. It really breaks down that design, that mindset and that strategy. And just by me doing that whilst I was making a cup of tea, yeah. that's just helped me already start to underline, oh yeah, okay. So yeah, I should be working on that or I should think about that. So yeah, um, absolutely. Go check that out. Where was that again, Osman? If people need so, to go, to, go to rapidtransformation.co.uk. Perfect. And um, well, Osman, I'm going to say that absolutely thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. Um, you also have a podcast as well. So if anybody wants to go check out Osman, where can they find your podcast? Yep. So it's Get Out Your Way. And you'll find the, there's about 123 episodes, I think, so far. Brilliant. Um, so there's, and they're all filled with a lot more details of what we've talked about and much more all about how do we, you know, focus on our design, our mindset, strategies, use our superpower. I release a new episode every Wednesday. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And, My pleasure. Uh, good luck for the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Wow, what an episode. Thank you so much, Osman, for coming on to the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. And I guess for Magical Musings this week, I'd highly recommend go check out the show notes to take Osman's free quiz. I did it. It takes just literally a couple of minutes and you'll be able to get a perfect plan on what your design, what your strategy and what your mindset results are that will then help you understand where to put your energy into your business and understand a little bit more about your superpower. So go check them out. Also, don't forget to check out in the show notes for my free ebook, How to Create Awesome Videos with a Smartphone. It's free and it'll help you improve your confidence on camera. As always, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast to let me know what you think. Let me know that this is adding value to the world out there. And I'll join you on the next episode of Unlocked, the Ricky Love podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>